0: This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at PlacestoBe Nation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world.
1: All this time, brother, everything you've done, everything you've said, I've heard all about. So you've made some remarks in the past about when is Papa Fritz gonna be here? Papa Fritz is here.
0: to to WorldCast, episode 18, and here we're talking the Star Wars of Super Bowl Wrestling, and we'll be looking at World Class Championship Wrestling, episode 25, episode 26, and the end of tw- episode 28. This takes place in real time on uh, June 4th, 1982, at the Irving, Irving Center, or Texas Stadium, if you will. Of course, I'm joined by Johnny and Kelly. Kelly, how you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great, man. It's a super card. It's a Super Bowl of wrestling. It's Star Wars. It's everything great about America in one um, one setting in Texas in on for America's team, which I despise as an Eagles fan. But whatever, uh, this is going to be great.
0: Oh, yeah, Johnny man! What's going on, brother?
1: Uh, not much. Not much. Just uh, looking forward to. There's a lot of there's a, there's some shit here. There's uh, some great stuff here. And, but what it is, is I want to get this out of the way, you know, because the attendance here was, you know, some of those camera shots, so this, <laughs> this, 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 this ain't exactly, uh, you know, Bruno and Larry at Shea, Okay. Yeah, you hey, know, it's,
0: you, you brought it up, Johnny, let's go right into it. It, uh, it drew six, a little over 6,000 people. Um, and that stadium held a hell of a lot more than 6,000 people. <laughs> yeah. It looked terrible on camera. Uh, uh, it, uh, I mean, it was, obviously, it was a massive failure to go into Texas Stadium if you're only going to get six thousand people. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, Johnny, you brought it up, but, man. How bad
1: but did yeah. it look, brother? But it, it looked terrible, except for every now and then. Because and here's what they were still doing: their fancy, world-class camera shots that are new and innovative uh, at the Sportatorium. But with this, it was just constant shots of empty seats until you'd get a shot of the crowd, and that those shots would look good, but. To my point that I want to make about that is because is we can look at it, you know, and you go, oh, boy, they didn't draw well. But Fritz, you know, we'll say what you will about Fritz. Fritz had a dream and a vision that he was going to do these fucking stadium shows. And this may be the first one and you can look at it. But within a few years – He's filling stadiums or getting close to filled or you know, and where it's just a common thing that they're running the cotton bowl and this and, and and this and that, you know. So he wanted this and he made it happen eventually. But yeah, two
0: years in nineteen eighty four, I think they drew thirty two thousand for the uh yeah. either thirty two or twenty four. Uh 32, you remember, Kelly?
2: 32 legit and they hyped it as over forty thousand.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was that for, for the, the bon, David von Eric Memorial Show yeah. which you uh, know uh. Which just shows how hot the company freaking got. Uh, Kelly, what were you thinking when you were looking at this crowd?
2: (laughs) It was jarring, like my first reaction. Because the first match we saw was, I think, uh, the second match of the day. So it was still daylight out. So you could see all the empty seats. And the way they shot it, for whatever reason, they focused on the the empty side of the stadium. Much like, um, for fans of the AWA, Wrestle Rock. In, in the Metrodome in, in Minneapolis in 86, which I think drew 20000 But the way they shot it, they just focused on all the empty seats in the outfield, and it just looked like
0: shit. Um, yeah. And they didn't have people on the floor either, which made it look horrible. Yeah, it's funny because in the 70s, they
2: did run at least two shows at Texas Stadium. Uh, in 72, they drew, I think, 27000 for oh, wow. uh, Yeah, a main event. And wrestling was pretty hot at the time. Uh, Dory Funk Jr., the NW, uh, NWA champion, going against Fritz. So a huge match. Um, and then it, they ran a show, I believe, uh, coinciding with the Ali Inoki, uh match at Texas Stadium with uh, Terry Funk against Fritz Von Erich as the main event. World title match again? Yeah, world title match. And I don't think that one drew too well. Um, maybe closer to the attendance for uh, the show we're talking about tonight. And I, like Fritz's ego just obviously got the better of him here. Like it was his retirement match. So yes, it had to be at Texas Stadium, even though the hotness of the promotion at the time didn't warrant such a grand um, plan for a show. Uh, they should have just probably ran it in the in reunion arena and and, and all that. Um, later, like later in the show, when we get to Harley and, and Carrie, they're, they start to focus the cameras more on the, the side where the fans actually are sitting. So it looks not too bad. And the, and the crowd is hot for um, quite a few of the matches. So it helps, but yeah, the early matches in uh, filmed in daylight are it's like, you'd think it was like an empty arena match basically. Um, Cause there's no heat also for the undercard matches. So it did it just, it's all around bad presentation early on.
0: And the, and you'd have to blame the promotion on that. Cause I mean, they did a terrible job promoting their undercard, right?
2: Yeah, the undercard. I mean, it had, you have Andre, you have a battle royal that was a draw. Um, you got Harley <laughs> Race, big star, on the show. Um, but yeah, the promotion, as we've chronicled, just wasn't at that point yet where well, you- it's
1: it, it, it well, sorry, it's like what they don't have a lineup big enough to <laughs> run a stadium show, so they're going to be yeah. bringing in all this other stuff. You got yeah. it, it, you got. Andre in a battle royal, check. Uh Mexicans, check. Right. Lady wrestlers who are also Mexican, check. I I was I was, I was like okay, um when's, when are the midgets showing up because that's usually <laughs> yeah. how this works. I've been to, <laughs> you know, because, you know I some of the I've been to shows like that big shows where they fill the car by bringing people in, you know. Yeah. But uh <laughs> cuz they've got a 12 man roster and a stadium to fill.
0: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> true. Now time. Kelly When you're looking at the empty stadium, were you having like CFL flashbacks?
2: (laughs) Hey, come on, man. (laughs) CFL can – the thing about the CFL is the stadiums themselves aren't that big. They're filled, but they only hold like 30,000, 40,000 people tops. So that's the (laughs) the deal with the CFL.
0: And then not only that, is they even had people with the nosebleeds when they take these long camera shots. Okay, (laughs) I have my theory. Bring them down. No, no, I have
1: a theory about that. Because okay, I thought the same exact thing. And then I realized, oh, that's where they can smoke weed.
0: You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Taking our own Johnny Sorrow to come up with the actual. Think about it. Think about Why would
1: you not go sit where you probably move down and get closer unless you'd want to be just be left alone?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. You think? Yeah, I mean, still, you'd pay money. Why in the fuck?
1: because you want to get high man
0: (laughs) I get it but still man I don't know Uh, okay so uh, listeners so you guys want to I want to explain how we're going to be doing this we're actually going to go over the lineup how it was uh, when they did it at the time in 82 so uh, you know if you watch all the episodes you'll be able to follow along but we're not going to go in episodic order uh, like television order we're going to actually do the the whole entire uh, stadium show And the opener was actually the spoiler versus Frank Dusik, and that match never aired. Uh, You know, it it probably would have been fun, because the spoiler has been pretty good, and Dusik's been fun. Um, But we don't have it, so we don't really know. I mean, I don't think it's a long-lost classic that we had or anything. (laughs)
2: Looking at, yeah, it went five minutes and 31 seconds, and the spoiler defeated uh, Dusick for the Look, I think we know that
1: we're... I, I, we're we're going to see Frank Dusick versus the Spoiler eventually on this footage. <laughs> yeah, I think we it's,
2: probably have already. It's,
1: right? it's, it's I think we. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> look
0: out, look out the candy man. But then we get Bill Irwin versus Ken Mantell. Uh, Kelly, what what was going on here, brother?
2: Um, uh, not a great opener. Uh, like I already said, this was you know jarring seeing all the empty seats. Um. So Mantel's a native Texan, so now I understand at least, you know, a lot of his inexplicable popularity is that they're rooting for one of their own. Okay, I get it. Um, otherwise, it's, it's Ken Mantel. Um, and, and this match, you know, it's, it's – uh, Irwin's the America's champ – or, sorry, the Texas champ, and it's not even a title match. Uh, so why should I care? And then, plus, this goes on and on to where I thought, oh, God, we're getting, like, a MSG 20-minute uh, draw opener here. Um, it was like Dominic. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and it went 13 minutes plus, and I guess 15 minutes was the time limit. So it was getting close to the end. Um, technically, it was fine, like most Ken Mantell matches are. But, yeah, I just I just don't care about Kenny. Um, and then Erwin won, too. Um, a non-title match um, where uh, Mantel was attempting a figure four and he got kicked into the corner and knocked out. And that was it. Uh, I thought it was a pointless match.
1: What about you, Johnny? Well, uh, they said it on commentary. I guess salty. said, said, oh, this seems to be a carbon copy of the match they had on channel 39, Bill. Well, I bet you that's true. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. And, uh, and it was funny, I started watching this, and I really, really had work on my mind. It was really bugging me. I was like, I need something to take my mind off of this. I'm going to watch the the world class, and it's fucking Bill Irwin versus Ken Mantell. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> this doesn't help me at all. And yeah, I matches mean, whats what this one is. But again, just when the depths of despair, we get this gem about Ken Mantell. He raises fighting game chickens. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. He's like, and then Salty goes, to, "Yeah, he he, he does cockfighting. He's <laughs> he does fucking cockfighting. No wonder we hate this cocksucker, you know. Just but Salty starts talking about this. And, you know, he's digging a hole so deep. He's like, oh, he raises these beautiful animals, and you're like, know, my college, you know, we were the fighting gamecocks. Yes, you know." And one thing they're known for is they never stop fighting, to the death. And um, it's um, you know it's, it's illegal in in many countries, you know. And, and then he starts listing the countries it's illegal, and then Bill helps <laughs> out. And they, they, they should mention it's illegal in Oklahoma. It is it is illegal in Oklahoma. I uh, you, I found that out the hard way, thirty days. And uh, and then he caps it off with me. he's like, yes, it's an interesting sport. And my <laughs> mouth is I'm dying laughing can't believe that going that Ken Mantell, <laughs> A, does, raises fucking uh, roosters for cockfighting, and that they're talking about cockfighting on television here. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Look out,
0: look out,
1: the man. That's the only thing worth talking about this match, because otherwise it stunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I thought the match was pretty... Um... Meat and potato-ish. Uh, it was definitely too long. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, it was just just uh, nuts to me on that. But let's look at uh, Mercer and Saldy. Um This is their, their first show that we're getting them uh, on World Class. Bill Mercer is not a good announcer, but he's super polished. Like, So you don't know he's a bad announcer until like you start getting them later and he's realizing it. Jay Solvey, like you go when he goes into this story, like you mentioned, but then later on, he brings up a great fact about why isn't Harley Race in the Battle Royal because he, sl- he body slammed Andre. Right. Okay. Here, okay.
1: Okay. Well, okay. Okay. Now that you brought it up, here's the thing. He said he mentions it twice about Harley Race slammed Andre the Giant. He's real big. And yeah, boy, he knows this now. He has his knowledge. He might be a Houston fan, like we said, Pete. And, uh, but here's the thing. Andre's being loaned by Vince fucking uh, Sr. Do you really... I mean, it's a good thing he didn't hear that. I mean, do you really think he wants that on your television broadcast when he's loaning you out his... I.
0: Like, <laughs> oh, no, no, not at, at all. Lucky. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get at it. Saldi must be like a hard, hardcore fan. Oh, no, because he... He, there's well, another he must one. have been in Houston Live. And,
2: yeah, uh, he kept referencing that match. Yeah, He had to be, you know. But
1: here's the other one. He, we'll get... I'll just mention now. I can't remember the context, but he starts talking about Flair fighting Backlund and at the Omni.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, so he's a hardcore guy, he's fan. He's like your hardcore fan. He's like he's like the hardcore fan who, who's had some. You know, he was a tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. And when he, they mentioned, "Hey, do you want to do some color commentary?" He jumped at it. Oh, totally. Was terrible <laughs> at it, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure or, or was, maybe like, uh, I bet he was like a duck to water though in the fast, in the sense that he was just having the time of his life.
1: Yeah. Or or maybe he needed to do research for this gig, and the only research is the magazines, because all that shit was in the magazines.
2: That's a good point, because <laughs> a lot of the time, it sounds like he's reading, like, clearly reading notes. Like, it's very robotic and just, yeah, wooden.
0: Okay, I, I could buy the Omni uh, talk, but man, that one match happened in, like, 79, 78. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know uh, if he uh, – I mean, I don't know if that would be in the magazine. Well, no, it would be
2: in the magazines
0: for sure, yeah. But would he have access to a magazine no. in 1978 is what I'm to right. get at. But
2: it could be both.
1: You know? It could be like he's a hardcore fan of that area, so he's aware of that. And yeah. to get ready for this, he reads all the fucking magazines. And But that's big news. You know, One champ's fighting the other champ.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, to me it felt like the Harley race was like a legitimate thing he knew – he was excited about it. About it. Red. Yeah, he was real excited about it. What What are your feelings, Kelly, on Saldi and, and Mercer?
2: Uh, well, yeah, Mercer is—he's definitely not Gordon Sully. He's definitely not Lance Russell. Um, he's, hes hes better than what we had before. You know, like the—but well,
0: you could definitely tell he's a real newsman, right?
2: Yeah, he's a professional. He just—and I don't think he ever was like a huge wrestling fan. Like he doesn't come off that way no. he's doing his job and he's he's a professional he's good at it but he doesn't have the passion for wrestling that the others that i mentioned uh uh did saldi is saldi he's he's your typical jock guy here to do a color commentary gig and he sounds like a jock <laughs> he, he as johnny mentioned in the last episode you know he's got that way of talking where he sounds you know like he's dumb um <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> Um, he's not too long, I don't think, for the territory, so we don't have to worry. We're not going to have a ton of Jay Saldy. Uh But yeah, I mean, uh, he seems like a good guy. I mean, he's he's he likes he loves wrestling. Obviously, he's he's a fan. He's got all these facts, but it's just not clicking. Um, It's it's a total. This is the one glaring weak spot still in the, the world class team is the commentary is just a problem and has been <laughs> since day one.
0: Yeah, it always will be, you know. So,
2: yeah, that's true. Even with later on, it's not that much better.
0: Yeah, I think Meltzer used to call him Bill Noriega uh, <laughs> uh, Mercer back in the day. I don't get it. I don't get no. it
2: either. It sounds funny, but it,
0: it just sounds like it sounds like because he sounds like like honestly, he sounds like Walter Cronkite in a way, where he's out covering a war or something. Oh, like, I see. okay.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, to that point, to that. One thing uh, we, that we, me and Pete watched, it's not important to this, but it was on this footage, is Bill Mercer at the H&H Enterprises and talking When And when he's trying to grill Gary Hart and stuff, he comes off like a legitimate newsman looking at trying to get a story. And when he professionally leaves, once he realizes he's not getting anywhere, and I was like, that was good. So he was a – I didn't know. Was he a professional news guy? Yeah. Oh, he okay. covered the
0: JFK. Yeah, uh, he in uh, Dallas. He covered JFK's assassination. Wow. I
1: I did not know that. Wow.
0: Yeah, he uh, he broadcasted it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. I um, mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, he's legit, uh, and I think that's why he did. Those, that's why he was so good in those type of segments because he was able hmm. to bring his you know his background and really do it and stuff. Yeah, I he, always liked the person. Yeah.
2: yeah, he totally brings the legitimacy to it. Like he's yeah he's he's a great straight man. Um. Yeah. There's nothing funny about him. He's just he's he's there. He's presenting the facts, and yeah, he's that's his biggest strength.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like him. and I like him because he's polished and he. Yeah. But, he, he, but yeah, but he's no like Jim Ross or Gordon Sully or uh, or those in that ilk or Lance Russell when it what, comes what? to that type of being able to carry a program, but especially on play by play. But I felt he he had a he had a niche when he did well. And uh, but it didn't always convey on the play-by-play and and, and all the other stuff. Uh, he was more like char- a character almost in a way. Um, but this leads us over here, Johnny, to mm. Lola Gonzalez versus oh, yeah. Irma Gonzalez.
1: There yeah, you go. Flip, flip yeah, over my pages,
0: pages here. Yeah. Um, okay, here, here you know, Good, uh, Kelly. Oh. You know, we saw the older one on the Houston footage. Okay. So you're actually on air with two of the probably the, probably <laughs> 1, people the leading experts
2: her. on Irma Gonzalez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel honored for that. Um,
0: yeah. And she was actually <laughs> tremendous in the Houston match. And she's almost kind of like she felt she I mean, maybe I'm, uh, she actually um, how the how the old timers actually describe Mula. This is what the older Gonzalez actually felt like watching, you know?
2: Really? Same hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the, the bikini uh, or uh, oh, one piece Kini. thing.
0: Yeah, she, Not I bikini, mean, when yeah. she was the older broad, she was like a mean older broad. What'd you make of the match, John?
1: Oh, I'd I love it because it's Lola Gonzalez versus Irma Gonzalez. And I was just like, really? You couldn't find <laughs> It's It's just like, and they, they have to say, no relation. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ and it's for the ladies championship of Mexico because we got Lorenz is now the ring announcer but as we find out uh, on this footage Renelli is now the timekeeper so <laughs> they just bumped everybody mm-hmm. but kept them uh, and this match this match ruled I thought this was a ton of fun uh, especially in the order you're watching it on the show you know, I was like, this jumped out. and I was like, yeah, these two chicks are going at it. It's a fun, hard-hitting, acrobatic match. Uh, but we get this at the beginning from, with our, from our commentary team. Uh, from solid. he's like, oh, you look at these two chicks, you know, just the, the, the two ladies. And he says, oh, I bet David Manning likes having this job tonight. And and Mercy goes, oh, I I bet he even asked for it. So you know, he's a creep. <laughs> what kind of creep wants to get in the ring to try to feel up these two grandmas? You know, I mean, because <laughs> you got Irma with with the hair and my apparently apparently they got their outfits from my grandmother's closet because that's her bathing suit mm-hmm. and the other Gonzalez. Wearing one of her like nighty slash girdle things, you know, just I'm, all. I'm actually, I'm, and... I'm
0: actually embarrassed that you knew what your grandma's girdle looks like. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: you play hide and go
0: seek, you know, you go <laughs> into a closet,
1: you wonder what this giant thing with the hooks on it is. Oh dear, you know that. Anyway, but besides that, they're kicking ass.
0: This actually explains a lot, Johnny. But go <laughs> on.
1: <laughs> that I'm aware of what like, I didn't say. I wear. I didn't say I wore it. <laughs> You know, because <laughs> I wore shoes. That's nothing wrong
0: with us. Uh,
1: but so they're having this great, great fucking match, and then on commentary, uh, Manning's like going one, two, three, and someone says, "Oh, maybe he should say uno, dos, tres." And, uh, and then Mercy goes, "Oh well, you took the words right out of my mouth," or vice versa. And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, like these two women don't know what one, two, three means, okay?" <laughs> and uh, and Salty gets in the line. It's with the uh, uh, the heels is, is doing something to try to fool Irma, and Irma does end up on the wrong end of it and getting kicked after it. And Salty says, "Irma, being the vet she is, she won't fall for that." I was like, she just fell for that. You're, you're a little behind, pal. And uh, apparently the only word she knows in American is foul. I'm like, okay. And then you got David Manning. He, he gets involved in it, the little creep. And Irma kicks him in the nuts, like from behind. <laughs> just, like, kicks him square the fucking nuts. He jumps up like he didn't know what was going on, and then no-sells it. just walks around, no-selling it. So he... he yeah, he, that little blip was a t- terrible part of this match. as like he inter- he inserted himself in it for referee shenanigans in this really great serious match, you know? And good kick him in the balls, <laughs> and they no sells it because he's David fucking Manning. But I thought these I thought these ladies tore the house down.
2: What about you, Cal? Yeah, same thing. I love this match because um, the crowd didn't really know him at first, and the crowd was totally. Uh, eating it up uh, by the end. Uh, Got better heat than most of the matches tonight. Um, Yeah, uh, great action from the ladies. Lola Gonzalez apparently had a very long and illustrious career in Mexico. I checked her out. Um, Very charismatic, great healing, but apparently she was usually a baby face in Mexico.
0: Yeah, she was actually a maestra.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of sexy as well. Um, I won't lie. Uh, <laughs>
1: well, you know, if you, if you met her in a club down in North Soho, you just be careful about Lola.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, yeah, this was, I think, one of the better matches we've reviewed so far. Um, you know, that's not saying much, but... I I I put three stars on it. I thought it was.
0: Yeah, I would have no problem with that. I mean, it was hard hitting. Yeah. Uh, uh they told a story. Yeah. But I mean, that's the best thing about it was they. It's, it's, I think one of the coolest things is uh really a sign of a good worker when you go in and you have a dead crowd on you and you're able to get the crowd with you when they didn't give a shit at all when you started.
2: Yeah, yeah, me too. I love that. That's so good. That's the, the definition of great work to me is is being able to take an indifferent crowd and turn them rabid um, by the end of the match. That's, that's great. And this was, yeah, a great example of that.
1: Um, And what's even, what's even more impressive is these are two lady wrestlers from Mexico. Mexican lady. Do that. You know, you know, because I mean, this women's wrestling wasn't really, you know, kind of like that, like, like the midgets and stuff like that. A Got that crowd in the palm of their hand in the yeah. stage.
2: And they they had the work rate, that like back and forth pin attempts. Oh it's crazy. Uh, Powerbomb got the win. Like they were doing things <laughs> that nobody had seen yeah, access great. at this point in time. And, you know, it was it was ahead of its time stuff, very fast paced. Uh yeah, I love this. I love finding these, uh, hidden gem, uh, eighties yeah. ladies matches. That's one of my, you
1: know, Ar- Armand Hussein was backstage, uh, bitching about these spot monkeys in their height. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably.
0: And you know it's funny, Kelly. And like, you know, like in, the, in the Houston footage, there was like up and down tons of really good female wrestling matches. Yeah. No, I mean, oh, yeah, we saw, we saw yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then we get into Andre the giant versus Bugs McGraw. It just didn't make tape. Um, but it explains a lot, kind of what they were teasing in the uh, Body Slam Challenge or Rumble or yeah. Body Slam Fatal Royal um, later on because they, they weren't getting along very well. So that, that explains it because they wrestled each other earlier. Then we got El Solitario versus Rene Guadalajara. <laughs> that was easy for you to say. <laughs> Ah, for the NWA Light Heavyweight Title, Kelly, what were you thinking here, man?
2: Uh, interesting matchup um, between two all-time lucha legends. I mean, I knew Solitario was, but apparently uh, Renee also. Uh, the both were um, uh, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame inductees in 1996, so original class inductees. Oh wow! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, Solitario was, like, a huge star in the 70s and 80s. He died tragically uh, in a car crash, uh, I believe, uh, maybe four or five years after this.
0: Yeah, now, Solitario, I know, was huge. I didn't know about the other one.
2: Yeah, the uh, he, um, Rene Guajardo, was, um, like, behind the scenes, he did a lot, too, I think, that uh, added to his uh, Hall of Fame resume. I think he was um, big, um, yeah, just non-wrestling as well as wrestling was around for years because he's, I think in his fifties here or close to his fifties. he he'd been around for a long time. Um, this was an interesting, like to compare it to the ladies match, the ladies match got more heat for sure. This was a, this was almost like fast forwarding to a cruiserweights match in WCW in the nineties between, you know, El dandy and, um, silver King or whatever that the fans didn't know and, and didn't really have much heat to it, but they did a bunch of high spots and all that stuff. Um, you know, cause we saw yeah, stuff that you wouldn't see <laughs> until the nineties, or at least on a, on a larger stage, uh, hurricane Rana's, uh, topes when Solitaria does the Tope, Mercer's speechless. Almost. He, he says he hasn't never seen that move before. Um, But it wasn't. I don't know. I didn't really uh, think it was that great of a match. It wasn't good.
0: That's the thing. Yeah, wasn't good stuff. They threw a lot of stuff at you. Where yeah, it 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 was was a cool style to throw out there. And honestly, I bet you if they worked that style more often in World Class, I think it eventually would have gotten over.
2: Yeah. But
0: it just was a style they didn't push, and so it. uh, Because if you really look about it, I mean, you have like Chris Adams, uh, like a year later. Doing topes and stuff, and he got over huge. I think, you know, yeah. they would have kept, like, a Mexican presence, uh, I think they could have some luchadores on a regular basis. I think they, the style could have got over there.
2: Yeah, and there was a lot of the mat work, too, the straight mat work, and that got, like, the crowd was booing at one point. They were bored. They didn't like it. Um, so but it shows you, like, the contrast. Like, the ladies were able to win the crowd over by using psychology, by using, you know, Tried and true heel baby face uh, structure, and then this one just was, was too spotty and, and had no. I would stories. I would
0: call it I would use the term exhibitionary. Yeah, you know? yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. That's a good way of putting it for sure.
0: What about you, your John Johnioni? You uh, I you I didn't I, I
2: got yeah I got a few a few things real quick because
1: we'll get to a, a point you made, uh, but uh, I didn't like this at all. I thought I thought it was boring and this the non-stop let's shake hands bit yeah. that went on. Yeah, for, yeah, they yeah. did it like eight times. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? And, and maybe, you know, these guys are all fair. You said one of the guys, these guys is in his fifties now, so I'm not seeing them in his prime. So I'm, th- I'm thinking, I I'm think like, this kind of looks sloppy and <laughs> I don't like the structure of this at all. Into the story they're trying to tell. Um, but apparently, Nick Roberts, the referee, he said he's one of the most. They introduced him as one of the most well-known men in West Texas. Pete, who the fuck is Nick Rock? Nick Roberts? Well,
0: he's baby baby doll's father. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. So I, I think that's all no we really need to know.
1: But, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but I mean, but, that's but, why he was so well known. No way, so but why would that make him famous in 1982?
0: Well, he was around. I mean, we—I mean, he worked in those areas and stuff. Oh, was he a wrestler? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. also—I thought he. Yeah, he also owned some of the territory, some areas of the territory. Uh, okay, I've never. I don't I've know the whole background, Kelly. Do you have any real no. background on
2: him? No, I don't. No. But I was yeah, going. He going...
0: was an old timer. Yeah, he. Yeah. She. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, she uh, broke in. Uh, well, like, kind of against his wishes, type of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, I, I just figured if anyone would know, it's you. Because <laughs> I was like, I've never heard of him. Uh, and so to your point about seeing the cool moves in WCW, and but there's no story to it. Uh, and by the way, if it was El Dandy versus Silver King, I probably would have enjoyed it because those guys rule. <laughs> um, but I think, I was, I was thinking about this while watching the match, talking about the whole, like, how a lot of Americans don't like lucha. There's always an argument about the lucha. A certain generation, at least, it was because, meaning ours. Quite often, this is what we got when we saw lucha, and we was just like, ugh, oh, you know, or Mil put on his toes and shit. We weren't getting <laughs> this, the the amazing stuff that was in Mexico, and when we did, it was on WCW Nitro, and it was a Exciting and great, but we didn't know anything about them, and there was no character work for them. You'd have Mike today you know, managing to get a few things in, and it was great and impressive. But for a lot of those guys, it was just that's all it was. There was a story to it, you know. So oh,
0: and then they'd go put them in against somebody else and get beat like a drum.
1: Yeah, that too. Yeah, that, yeah, that too. I mean, it, it's like Ray over Scott
0: would come out and beat up five of them at one. Yeah,
1: piece. that shit too. Yeah, like but like Ray overcame it and Eddie overcame it, and uh, but Eddie was you know he'd done everything anyway. But so I I just think that there's a lot of if you were seeing the great stuff and you understood the storylines or in the, the announcing, you people would not be complaining about like, well, I don't, I just can't get into the the way the rules are. So I was like. Really, it's pretty easy to figure out. It's just different wrestling rules. It's not that different. So, I went up on a lucha tangent. Sorry.
0: Yeah, you know, and also, I mean, the Melzer always said it was always harder for like the cruiserweights or the light heavyweight guys to get over in like the Tokyo Dome. I think it's the same thing here. This is the style doesn't play for a gigantic stadium type of uh, setting, especially when you're mat wrestling. Uh-huh. Yeah so that might have some problem with them <laughs> getting over but but I legitimately i didn't think the match was any good nah. i thought it had some cool spots and cool moments but yeah, yeah for the most part i thought it was a stinker yeah um and then we get fritz versus king kong bundy for the american heavyweight title um what were what, what you were thinking here uh johnny Oh, is this I'm where we get I'm... that match? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking yeah. I gotta
1: flip my pages because I assumed this was the main event. No, you'd be <laughs> wrong.
0: That would be the uh, body slam uh, battle royal. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Yep.
2: Because I had the battle yep. royal coming up next. Oh, okay.
0: No, I'm I, well, I going here. I have it as Fritz, Kerry, the tag match, and then Andre battle royal.
2: Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm a, a MSG show, I guess, where they had the main event in the middle of the card. But when the main event
1: is the giant Fritz Von Erich retirement match, you'd think
2: that'd go last,
1: generally. Yeah. Oof! Wow. So you
0: even you like you even hear in the commentary uh, later on, like yeah, we uh we they they mentioned the Fritz match already happening uh, in hmm. some of the commentary that, of some of these matches later. So yeah, nah, I
1: must have missed it. Hmm. Okay. So okay, got my notes here. The announcement was, uh, from Mark Lawrence in the ring, this match is for the American belt, a belt Fritz has held longer than any human being in the history of wrestling. That's That was the ring announcement for Fritz here. And suddenly, he's cheating fucking Von Erichs, because suddenly, this match is no disqualification and false count anywhere, and Hart and Hussein are both banned from ringside. Out of nowhere. And out of, and he's cheating Von Eric's I just don't know what they're up to. And again, and they, we'll see this on, in another thing uh, coming up. Uh, and to the point of Saldy knowing wrestling, they're talking about, they're trying to mention how Fritz used to be a rule breaker. You know, Fritz used to be a bad guy. And without coming out and saying it, and they just said, "Back in his youth, he was a real tiger. He was a real tiger. You never knew what he'd do." Kind of like insinuating that, you know, Fritz was a cheater at one time. You know, and I'm like, "Oh, I like that little touch." And then it gets like Manning's counting. Manning's Manning's not counting. It spills to the outside. I just thought, "Eh, "This sucks." Sucked, and he pins King Kong Bundy on the stadium floor and it was I thought it was lame and then they're all out there and there's a young Chris and he's given Mike. Pro- Mike too he's giving and he's given this promo because he had to be beat him outside because he wouldn't give up to the claw so instead of saying he's real tough to take the claw he's like he wouldn't give up to the claw because he's too dumb to quit he's too dumb to quit. Like, uh, okay, and he's like, "These are all my boys, all my boys, and every last one of them, every last one of them will be a champion." And I was like, "This stinks. I hated it." Oh,
0: Jesus, Kelly, what about you? Did you hate it as I, much as Johnny? No, I,
2: I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I I thought it was fine for what it was. Um, falls count anywhere, so. Was that a stip that was being used regularly at this time? Anybody know? Um, seems like I always associate that with you know, the beginning of the 90s. I don't recall Falls Count anywhere in the 80s. Anywhere I mean, Memphis
0: did it. It had, it had to come. be in Memphis. It,
2: right. it had
1: to be in Memphis.
2: Yeah, probably. Uh, I just can't think of one, like an obvious one off the top of my head. It's weird though. Like, why did it have to be a false count anywhere match? Like, so Fritz could pin Bundy in the end zone.
0: I think I think it was a visual thing.
2: Like he's scoring a touchdown or something.
0: Like fuck. Fritz. And the fact that he didn't pin him in a ring. Uh, okay, you know, protect Bundy like... somehow. Somehow. Okay look, look, okay, look. If I gotta get out
1: of the ring. <laughs> i got to get out of the ring just to, to, to do this. around, I'm not getting back in the ring. <laughs> I, I only get in and out of the ring once, and that's it.
2: So that was the <laughs> how they invented the false gun anywhere match, because Fritz just couldn't be bothered um, to get back in the ring. He's also introduced as the immortal Fritz von Aaron. The
1: immortal Fritz von Aaron.
2: <laughs> Hulk, Hogan, <laughs> Hulk Hogan, yeah. Tape Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan,
1: each Hulk Hogan, oh, that Hulk Hogan, you ripped me off.
2: <laughs> oh, cocksucker.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, my God. He, he was, was made sad. for a real I, American, I, though.
0: You know, I really think when Hogan uh, started using the term immortal, I think every Von Eric was dead except for Kevin at this oh, point.
2: Jesus. <laughs> no, I think yeah, Carrie, I you, Carrie was still alive. Yeah, I know. And, uh, and, and,
1: and, and, and they said, they said nah, you can have it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I guess Carrie was alive. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, um.
2: I love that Bundy attacked Fritz as he was taking his t- t-shirt off. Um, his, his tight red t-shirt, skin tight,
1: red skin t-shirt. tight red t-shirt.
0: <laughs> was it red? I thought it was black. No, uh, no, it was red. Oh no, okay. no, yeah, it was, it was red. bright red.
2: Yeah, um, black would have looked cool. Yeah, um, claw attempts, multiple claw attempts by Fritz. Uh, throughout. Bundy was really laying in the stiff shots on Fritz because if you looked at Fritz's back, he had welts um, all over him uh, quite early on. The crowd was hot for this. You know, it was uh, Fritz's last match. This was, as we're going to talk about later with Carrie and Race, that was definitely for the women in the crowd. The uh, in, in that match, you had the screaming. The crowd shots were all at the women. This match was for the men.
1: You know why? Was, yeah. Because <laughs> Harley, Harley Race is a sexy motherfucker. <laughs> right. It's,
2: well, there is that, too. Um, but Fritz was was John Wayne here um, one last time. And, yeah, they go off outside. Chair shots to Bundy. One that hit the ring post and, and didn't hit Bundy at all, but Bundy sold it anyway. Whatever. It was Fritz's last match. Um, I thought this was fine. You know, it, it, it it's it's Fritz, an old man, and then Bundy had to do the job. Um, the crowd was hot for it. I've seen way worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I, I I actually enjoyed it. I uh, Well, I one, Bundy was probably giving him all the welts because he thought he was going to go on last and get the main event payday. But no, he got the <laughs> middle of the card <laughs> payday. That's what the welts are from. Weird. Uh, I, I, enjoyed the psychology of the multiple, uh, claw attempts. it's kind of like Jake, T's in the DDT. It always gets over in a way. Yeah. Um, the, it's fun seeing him fighting the end zone as a visual historically. Yeah. I, I felt this should have made our, uh, the WCCW set because of it being, for instance, a retirement match and, yeah. and it being false count anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I was shouted down. I lost that battle. <laughs> um, But, you know, uh, yeah, and I, I, yeah, overall, I I thought it was just fun stuff. I thought Bundy looked really good in it as an ass kicker. Yeah. And I thought Fritz sold pretty well, all all things considering. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, he, you know, won and and stuff. Okay, let's bring up,
1: let's bring up, okay, I'm glad you brought up the elephant in the room here. Because what makes this the worst thing ever is because I love old men last match bullshit as much as the next guy. It's my favorite thing. You don't win the fucking belt. On the way out, like I don't, I hate when people win the belt on the retirement way out. I hate All it when right. they do that. I yeah. hated when they did it with Trish Stratus recently. I think she's the most recent one. I hate it, and I, I it's, it, like, what's the point of that? That that's the guy who retired can can win. Well, the then you'll love
0: this one, and then you know what happened because what? Trish retired, the belt returned to Bundy.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, wait, hold on a second. That's why. I mean this other footage didn't matter. I saw Bundy wearing the belt and I'm like, well he's losing that in five in like in a day or two. What the fuck's going on here? That's what they did? Yeah. Oh, Jesus this is Vern
0: level shit. That's yeah,
1: no. ter- Oh exactly. Very good. I think yeah.
2: also if it was a non title match, they may have thought that it would have been too obvious that Fritz was gonna win. Yeah. Even though it was obvious that he was gonna win. But still it
0: shouldn't have been it obvious should have been he was losing, it's his retirement match. Yes. <laughs> That's the business. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah,
2: I, I yeah, that, that wasn't going to happen. I mean, Terry
0: junior. Funk has probably lost at least fifteen retirement matches. For Christ's sake, <laughs> I
2: mean, yeah, well, the immortal Fritz Von Erich doesn't lose motherfucking retirement. <laughs> I
0: know. That's this got is like right. Retirement. Promotional consideration
3: paid for by the following.
0: Hey, pro wrestling announcer Kevin Kelly here. I want to make sure you are all subscribed. To all the great feeds here at Place to Be Nation. It's really easy to do. Just head to iTunes or your preferred podcatcher app today and search and subscribe to the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed. Which, of course, includes the full archives of The Kevin Kelly Show, the Place to Be Nation pod feed, and the Pro Wrestling Only feed. Subscribe, listen, and then rate us and leave feedback today. And be sure to give Justin your true thoughts. I mean, don't hold back. After all, he is kind of a jerk. Just listen to Scott.
4: Place to Be Nation's J.T. Rizzero and Chad Campbell here. We want to let you know that we have a ton of great podcasts available to you on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and PlayStation.com, and we offer those to you on three great feeds. On the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, we bring you the Mothership, the original Place to Be podcast, as well as main event to Lucha Afterground and our monthly pay-per-view reaction shows, as well as the Our Vantage Point podcast and Jeff Learns Wrestling.
3: In addition to these full-length shows, we also deliver quick hit pod blasts on topics old and new. Over on the Pro Wrestling Only feed, we dive deep inside the wrestling business with a stacked army of experts leading the way. The feed features potpourri shows such as This Week in Wrestling, Greetings from Allentown, Psychology is Dead... Puro Purri, Stacey and Elliot's Bogus Journey, and the Military Industrial Suplex. We also have shows that focus intently on certain topics like Letters from Center Stage, Space City, and NWA Classics on Demand Adventure, Through the Years, Strong Style History, Strong Style Story, and Mount Olympus. Plus, the feed has the full archives of legendary shows like Titans of Wrestling, Where the Big Boys Play, Letters from Kayfabe, and much more. And on our popular Place to Be Nation pop podcast feed, we offer such great shows as the Glenn Butler Podcast our Spectacular, Rank and File, PTBN Dadcast, Go Home in a Box, NBA Team, and Lucha Undead. As well as a vertible podcast heaven for comics fans with the Hard Traveling Fanboys, Sellers Points, Todd Weber's Conversation, Geek and Sassy, and Imaginary Stories Podcasts. You can find all of these current shows plus archives of our past podcasts, including
4: the Kevin Kelly Show, as well by subscribing to all of our feeds on iTunes, and while there, be sure to rate and leave feedback as well. All of these shows plus others available on placementation.com where we cover pro wrestling, sports, movies, comics, plus in-depth stretch projects and more. Be sure to support our site by using Placemination.com backslash Amazon when shopping online, and download our free PTB Vintage Vault Refresh eBooks via the links on our site. We also want to thank our friends at Bonehead's Wing Bar and Westworld Orkut Island, Fall River, Massachusetts, TheHistoryOfWrestling.com, and Scott Keats' blog of Doom. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr as well. Placetimination.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world.
0: Uh, then we get uh, Kerry Von Erich versus Harley Race. Uh, easily the best match of the night. What were your thoughts, Kelly? Uh,
2: easily the best match of the night. Easily the best match we've seen in our uh, review so far. Uh, I loved it. Um, it was like the tone was set that this was going to be a special match right away when you had Kerry deliver like a really stiff drop kick to race. But then race caught him with a surprise small package for a near fall within the first minute. And we're off from there. Um, this is where I noted that Salty was, was just dreadful uh, <laughs> with his unimpressive <laughs> insights and his jock voice
0: uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like not only jock voice but it's dumb jock voice yeah Ugh.
2: exactly this is where i thought he was just reading straight from uh some notes that he had with his stats and stuff and he he called race the defending nwa champion at one point which of course wasn't true
1: okay. uh, so he is, if you're a big dummy you can write notes but there are notes dummy so it's
2: <laughs> yeah, no. So it, but like,
0: but hold on, before you go on, Kelly. So everyone knows out there. Yeah, this was. These guys were battling it out for the winner gets a shot yeah. at, at oh, Rick Flair's yeah. belt. Yeah, Terry gets it in. I think Reunion Arena or, or the Sportatorium uh, or whatever. Uh, Reunion. He gets yeah. it in Florida if he wins. No, uh,
2: St. Louis, the Checker Dome. St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis. Oh, yeah, it's right. yeah, yeah.
0: Checker Dome. You're right. You're it's right. It's yeah.
1: genius. It's genius. Booking. Uh I can't praise. since you brought it up, just get this out of the way. They they make sure there's something at stake in yeah. this match for not just Carrie. Normally it'd be just for Carrie. Yeah. Uh-uh. Harley has it too. And it's about who's gonna get the title shot at Ric Flair in their hometown.
0: Yeah. They actually and, ran the same stick where where I got where I got the Florida number from. Uh uh-huh. they actually ran the match in Florida and nice. then Harley went over. Uh, nice, oh, nice. And, and even
1: uh, and, and down to, they say that yeah, Ric yeah, the, Flair, R- Flair set it up, you know, because he's the Wiley champion. He set it up that only one of you is going to get one. You have to fight it out here to see who gets it. They mentioned that. I thought that was genius booking. Just
2: yeah. Genius. Yeah, totally. Uh, they had the date for Harley's uh, match in St. Louis, too, which made it more authentic, more real. Um yeah, mm-hmm. the, yeah. The crowd is really hot here. This is where they finally focused on the fans um, and in that were actually there and not the empty seats. Um, and this is where I note about the women more. Uh, like we're seeing more and more young women in the crowd. This has become a trend. Uh, it's becoming very noticeable now. Carrie's uh, uh, he's the darling here. Um, yeah, and then of course we get blood, uh, double juice, which which always boosts things up for me. Uh, Carrie was busted open first Uh, race gives him a brain buster on the floor. Uh, And then Harley's busted open and he has like great juice, like a bloody mess. Um, There was a great shot when Carrie had Harley in a sleeper where they're both bleeding. That was awesome. That was like a cover of a wrestling magazine from the time right there. And low blows come into play by race. Great back and forth action. Uh, there was a believable near fall when Race got body slammed off the top rope. I actually bid on that one. And great bumps. There was a great bump near the end where they both tumble over the top uh, and out to the floor again. Um, you know, the roll through with the flying body press finish by Kerry. We've seen that one a million times. But still, uh, you know, Kerry needed to win clean here over the a former champion. Huge pop, great match, four stars for me. I I really loved this one.
0: Well, what about you, John?
1: Oh, I loved this match a, a t- so much. I it, I was popping watching this, you know, which yeah. doesn't often happen. And the, the 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 spot I popped for the most was Harley got, doing his falling headbutt bit uh, in into Carrie catches him with the claw. Yeah. It gets up, and, and the place goes nuts. I went nuts. I was like, "Fuck, that's a great spot. I've never seen that before," and uh, just it was fantastic. And uh, so, just other notes because you covered—you guys got to cover the, the moves of the match and everything. Uh, we already talked about the stakes. carrie has got a short robe on. <laughs> you know that kid, that carry on Eric sure I think yeah uh, he can pull it off man I'm sure, I'm sure Travolta has one of those too it's
0: really <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he has to you, you know he
1: does you know <laughs> and uh, and Harley Race is a
0: I think, I my, think all like the heart throbs do I know Tom Selk has uh, got to have one uh,
1: uh, yeah but you yeah no I think t- no, Tom Selk's a very conservative guy you know I think you know not one he was Magnum. <laughs> I can definitely see Magnum PI wearing one of them. Well, why? I mean, what do you need it for? Because the shorts gave everything away anyway. (laughs) It was (laughs) the most disturbing part. I liked liked Magnum, but my PI might be just like, oh, hey. But Harley Race is a god among men. And for this little bit, and thank God the microphone picked it up. He's got Carrie in a headlock or something something like that. And uh, he pulls Carrie's hair. And Manning doesn't see it. Clearly doesn't see it. And Carrie's Car- like, it pulled my hair. And Manning reacts like this. He just goes, stop pulling his hair. He didn't say, did you? He said, stop pulling his hair. And Harley Race says, <clears throat> let me get my Harley voice on here. He goes, did you see it?
0: <laughs> and you hear,
1: and you hear, no?
0: Then like, get out
1: of my face! <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: that's awesome. That, that's uh, Johnny's uh, Harley race and his Thanos impersonation. Who? Thanos? Thanos. Okay. okay. Oh, uh, have you seen the new Avengers trailer? Oh yeah. No, no, okay.
1: Yeah. Just like Harley race. We'll work on the Thanos. But uh, that's the great thing. David Manning must have shit his tight little pants. <laughs> shit just, his like, pants
0: just like in the Cactus Jack book. Uh, with the Fear of Harley in
1: him Fear of Harley in him, exactly bro because I heard it and I felt like Ugh. <laughs> it's not a man you want to piss off with your fucking your hijinks uh, but to his credit at some point, because they're fighting on the outside and this is not a no DQ match Manning says loud enough you know, he's not counting anybody out because there has to be a winner the stakes are too high basically there has to be a winner. And I was like, oh, he said that out loud. Nice. Uh, good to hear that. The announcers then started mentioning it too. And I was like, okay, give the devil his due. Um, and I believe it was, it was Mercer who calls it a, a suplex, a suplex. Yes. I believe. Yeah. I know that's the, the proper pronunciation. And I know that's what Gordon Sully says. I always thought it sounded fucking stupid suplex has a, a, a beat to it. Suple sounds like something – someone goes to order. I'm going to go get a suple. Get me one too. You know? yeah.
2: it's,
1: it, There's nothing tough about suple. Suplex sounds tough. Um, and then the body slam where uh, <laughs> Salty gets this one in. The whole stadium shook on that slam, Bill. And it's one thing with Cal – like that, you know, because he's crazy, Cal. And it's and it's great, but when this guy says it, it just, it's just like it's a football stadium, man. Don't use that one. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> you know, you so, you're
0: defending it, physics for his crappy call.
1: I am, yeah, because well, <laughs> you know, Cal, you know, it's the look, it's the Philadelphia Spectrum. It's already crazy. Yeah, no, 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 it's, okay it's a maniacs.
0: spectrum, but in a football stadium, it's a bad. It's a bad. Oh, of course. You know, it's
1: it, 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 I, it's if a lot said, bigger. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if he, if I, 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 I,
0: if he get said
1: the rules. it, oh, no, I no, no. no. Okay, guys, no, sorry. I'll be fair, I, and I'll be fair. If he said this at Reunion Arena, I would have no problem with it. I just, it's a football stadium. It didn't shake the fucking stadium. Okay, uh, place goes nuts for the finish, man. You know, that one, two, three, that place goes bananas. And I was going bananas, too, because I loved this match. This is one of my favorite matches I've seen in a long time.
0: You guys liked it more than me. I, I liked it a lot. I gave it three and a half stars. Um, I thought this—I thought the match actually highlighted Harley and carries both their strengths, which I think both of them are really good at going, doing a go, go, go type of style. And that's what they they uh, it felt like. I just felt like I felt mm-hmm. some of the uh, some of the stuff they could have waited a little bit and made stuff resonate a little bit more. But it felt like they were going from spot to uh, spot to spot a little quick here. Um, it's an all action match. Race is being race. Carry's being carry. Um, I thought the the fighting on the on the outside it was a lot of fun. Uh, carry when he gets busted open was great, and carry. Returns the favor and busts Harley open. Um, honestly, I think Kerry Von Erich and Ric Flair had the two best knee drops, and, and Dynamite Kid probably mm-hmm. had the three best knee drops in all of wrestling mm-hmm. ever. And I love seeing Carrie drop the big knee, especially the freaking Carly's bloody ass head was fucking fantastic. And these guys had a great match. I mean, it was just highlighted by both their skills, you know. And Harley's been always been a guy who likes to push the action uh carrie's always been a guy i mean all of on eric besides david uh really didn't aren't big fans of sitting in holes they're always been the guys who like, like to push the action and i, I felt this match kind of highlighted both their uh uh strengths which is uh which is really go 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 and i and i felt they they did a really strong sprint here yeah and uh to be able to keep the pace for what they did was really impressive yeah uh,
2: and harley felt Extra special coming in as the former NWA champ. We hadn't seen him on TV before. Mm-hmm. As yeah. like, yeah, as this special challenge, like the last oh, yeah. last foe that Kerry has to conquer before getting uh, Nature Boy.
1: Well, think about it. The Harley at that time has still had all the cachet yeah. of being the NWA champion. This was during yeah. Flair's first reign, which wasn't successful, and it did go back on the Harley race. So. Right you know, most people's eyes. So Harley, right. Who's this new guy, Ric Flair for the Carolinas. Who's this mm-hmm. motherfucker? And Harley race is the win, champion. And at the
0: point, didn't Harley have the most world title, uh, defense? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. Still, I think he was actually yes. tied with Fez. Fez he tied, right. Was he tied yeah.
1: with Fez?
2: Yeah. Tied okay. with Fez and Flair broke the record. Yeah. Okay. But still, what yeah, did, he was the man. He was the king of the seventies. Uh,
0: yeah, he was the definitely United. the king fan, for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, Then, Johnny, we get the tag match of of Kabuki and the Dragon versus Kevin and David Von Erich for the all-Asian tag belts. The Uh, all-Asian tag belts? Yeah, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Because Carrie and Al Madril have the world-class ones, I believe. Yes.
1: Is, is 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 it for all of the Asian tag belts? (laughs) Because <laughs> what does all Asian mean?
0: It's I, actually an all Japan belt. Uh, well, it
2: is, but not this version. What this version, is, right? It, it, like the name is the same as it, as the belts uh, that are used in but Japan. But the
0: lineage doesn't have anything this to do with it. This is just
2: made up. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I don't I, know, I, I I I think got, there were physical okay. belts.
0: Yeah, these are like because they're Uh Asian. They have their belts. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. And Fred probably
2: heard the term "all Asia" or whatever when he was in Japan, so he just took carried it over. I got the feeling the
0: filthy, cheating and (laughs) stinking on Eric. (laughs) I know,
2: but no, I got the
1: feeling when they were talking about the lineage of these all Asia type. I was like, I I was like, that sounds like it could be a real belt, but the way this is being presented sounds like they're just making this shit up. So, yeah, good, good eye. What do you think of the match? Oh, okay. Well,
0: the the million dollar question. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, David is back, man. Yeah. Yeah. David's back, and his hair is wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. A lot
2: of time in the Florida
1: sun. Holy shit. In the Florida sun. Dude, it's his hair is long, but still parted and feathered. He looks like he should be picking up Marsha Brady for a date, man. Just perfect. And, Another Florida thing was he's coming back and rocking it with the new the the new style the the spandex the shiny spandex the tight shiny spandex powder blue Barry Windham style (laughs) from down in Florida where he just was and I would imagine they crossed paths at that time. and I remember thinking at the time, I was like, "Man, a young Barry Windham, young David Von Eric tag team that'd been around for a while—that would have ruled back yeah. then. I would have loved to have seen that." Uh, and it, it explains it why he's down there hanging out with Barry Windham. You know, hell, oh, love, love the love the tights, brother. Oh yeah, man, what what is that spandex? Because Kevin's still sticking with kind of baggy white cloth, but <laughs> <laughs> David's ahead of the curve right here and. uh and I like David because he's the brawling Von Erich. I mean, I know Kevin's brawny. That's Kevin being Kevin. As far as a traditional brawler of all the Von Erichs, that's David. You know, he's the talented brawling wrestler. And uh, which again leads us to believe that he's developing all the different styles because he might be champion someday. Uh, and, and the match it was. It's okay, you know. It was it, it, Dragon kind of sucks, but you know Kabuki's awesome. I thought, I thought it thought was a lot of fun, but uh, oh Kevin does this one. He tries to pin uh, uh, Dragon or Kabuki with his shin, just leans his shin on him. The It's a very cocky thing to do for a babyface, which is again I'm like he would have been a great heel. That was a heel move, and it, he would have been a great heel, and. In the end, speaking of that, the Von Erichs cheat. The Von Erich, David Von Erich tosses him over the top rope when the ref's not looking, gets caught. they, they think they win the belts. The referee catches it. Nick Nick Roberts. Oh, so he is a great man. Now that you mentioned it, and uh, he caught it, and David's like, "Go, oh, no, no, no," and uh, like, oh, you cheating Von Erichs got caught." You know, David Manning was cheating for you, but Nick Roberts caught it, and. And it goes to a little uh, thing I wanted to bring up the match I thought the match was fine you know it was exciting but it was it was okay it was, it wasn't great but in one of these little interview things they throw in this for some reason uh, the only thing worth mentioning I think is Dave. Uh, Kevin brings up that's Dave, David's been down south and if you might be reading the magazines you might be thinking that he might be doing things not the right way but you know you, you know he's just down there winning championships. That's what he's doing, you know. You know, he's just, you know, he's being a And to explain to the people who do read the magazines, why is David Von Erich a bad guy in Florida, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. I don't really have a lot of memories of the match.
0: What about you on the match, man?
2: I thought, I mean, it was good, you know, just good work, uh, good heat. But, yeah, nothing, nothing special. But, you know, it was just an undercard match. But they built up this feud between Kabuki and the Von Eriks for months, so the you know, the crowd was into it. Um, good to see David back after, I think we've only seen him once before. And uh, Kevin was working pretty stiff as usual. Even the crossbody he gave Kabuki at one point looked like it was <laughs> stiff as hell. Um, but you could see the dusty finish coming from like 100 miles away
0: Yeah, in this
2: one, like to the point where it just didn't feel organic at all it's like why would david throw him over the top rope all of a sudden when you you would never do that other than to lead to the obvious oh no it's really a dq you didn't really win spot so that yeah the, the finish was uh, poorly timed or poorly executed and yeah it, it it wasn't much these guys could have definitely had a better match and more exciting match
1: yeah. yeah, Dusty ripped off my finish, too. <laughs> I came up next to call it the Fritz finish. Yeah, finish look, for...
2: all the innovations on this show, Falls Count Anywhere, the Dusty finish was innovated, Immortal Fritz von Eric. <laughs> Pretty much the he most, really was ahead of his uh, It was the most important wrestling show in history,
0: Indian actually.
2: <laughs> Stadium, Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: yeah with you Kelly I thought the match was okay nothing you know right home about yeah. Kevin was in his like most chaotic form possible for the <laughs> yeah, match. pretty much yeah. uh I I just I, the other day I watched a a Brian Adidas shoot interview right uh-huh. and he was talking about Kevin how stiff he worked and how tough it was to be a heel working with Kevin because you'd have I mean you legitimately had to beat on Kevin the whole entire time because if you let off let up for a second. Kevin's making a comeback like it's a shoot, so he said the heels just hated working with him because they were just were exhausted having to beat him up uh, during their heat because he if you didn't keep on on top of him he was going to make his comeback and make you look like shit. And so and then of course talking about being stiff as hell and uh, uh, I thought that was kind of funny and you could always see how stiff he fucking really was, man. He yeah. he was. He was Borderline dangerous. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, you know what?
1: You know what? You know what? Sounds like sour grapes to me. Because it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't come on Eric.
0: But it is up to, <laughs> up to the heel to beat the crap out of him to keep him selling. But, man. Hit I mean, me. He was trying to make comebacks to every, like, like it was a shoot, like if you're in a real fight. Because I mean, if someone punches you and you're beating you up, you're not going to sell You're going to fucking try to escape that's,
1: and stuff. that's why I love Kevin Von Erich matches, because they look like fights I've actually seen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Always squirming to try to get away and stuff, so yeah. Uh, but that leads us to the $10,000 eight-man Russian roulette body slam <laughs> challenge that main evented. Kelly, who all in the hell was in this?
2: Um... Uh, Well, there was an interesting uh, cast of characters. Well, we have Bugsy. Bugsy McGraw's in it. Um, The Spoiler, who we didn't see as undercard match, but he's in here. Uh, Bill Irwin, again, he always finds a way to pop up multiple times through every show. Um, Good old Al.
1: He's a a utility player.
2: He's the utility guy. Yep. Good old Al's in it. Uh, Jose Lothario's in it. And then we get the heavy hitters. T. John Thibodeau is, <laughs> is in this match. <laughs> Holy shit. I I never seen T. John before. Uh, Johnny, I'm sure you've got like probably 10 minute, a 10 minute dissertation on T. John. So I'll let you explain it all.
0: No, no. No, and no, then no, of no, course, no,
2: please go on, go on. We have the one and only the eighth wonder of the world under the giant. Even though battle Royal would be complete. Without him, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> but, what, what do you think? Okay, what do you think was going through Andre the Giant's mind when he's looking around in that ring? Because he does this—that's his circuit, the Battle Royal circuit. When he's looking around in <laughs> <at> that ring, <laughs> what the fuck was he thinking? About? Holy
2: shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, Russian roulette—that puzzled me because I don't understand how this is Russian roulette <laughs> at all. Sounds good. It sounds <laughs> good, but it didn't make sense. Absolutely no fucking sense.
1: You know what else sounds good? A body slam battle royal. Fritz, that sounds
2: like a terrible
1: idea.
0: Ah, I'm
1: Fritz von Eric. You're fired.
2: Yeah, I don't know if this if the body slam battle royal was a yeah,
0: and, and is it actually a battle royal when you don't toss somebody over? Yeah, the rope?
2: exactly. I, I don't know. <laughs>
0: this is something that
2: like TNA should have innovated like 30, 20 years <laughs> later. Uh,
1: TNA rip me off.
0: <laughs> oh, Prince!
1: I invented wrestling. God damn yeah. it!
0: V- Vince Russo would find the logic in this fucking thing. yeah. This sure. is
2: this is a total. You know, a young
1: Vince Russo saw this and was inspired. I want to
2: do that someday. (laughs) Bro. Bro. Um, Yeah, well, this isn't much. Uh, Jose is gone first, unfortunately. Um, T-John is gone really quickly next. Um, Probably couldn't really do much. Good old Al, uh, he made a good go of it, but he's eliminated by Bugsy. So then we get down to, yeah, Andre and Bugsy, the final two. Here we have some, like, comical coaching by Hussein, you know, trying to uh, focus Bugsy on slamming Andre. But then Andre slammed uh, Bugsy, of course, and then and Hussein got slammed too uh, for good measure at the end. But, yeah, this was, you know, on the Battle royal scale, this was like a four out of ten, I think, maybe. You're being
0: kind, sir. Yeah, maybe even less. Yeah. This was, like, negative two stars. I mean, this was <laughs> – Bloody depressing, man. Just depressing. <laughs> uh, I mean, when d t John is your second, like hoss in there, you're in trouble. Um, freaking Bugsy. I, I bet the most exciting thing was Bugsy uh, teasing uh a good job building to freaking uh, the fight with Andre. And he, I mean, he milked that up up for all it's worth. But other, I mean. That, that's sad when you're, you're – the only thing exciting about it was him building anticipation and, you know, you know what I'm saying, not anticipation, but anticipation <laughs> of uh, – yeah, yeah, That's of, how
2: T. John Him said getting it. his
0: ass slammed. Um, <laughs> that was about as exciting as it got. It was brutally bad here, and Andre should have been freaking offended that they put him <laughs> in the Brony uh, squad <laughs> and, uh, and asked him, and probably I should have told Fritz to give him his payoff.
1: I mean, oh, he, he don't fucking give him. a shit. <laughs> oh, Johnny,
0: what? What about you, man? Okay. Um, you know, Andre, when he said, hey, "Here's my idea
1: <laughs> for whatever, boss." Yeah, you know, he doesn't give a fuck uh, because in the middle of this match, Andre gets to do his "I'm tied up in the ropes" bit. And, um yeah. but when it happens. Bugsy and Al have a very quick little Kelly two star match uh, <laughs> yeah. while Andre is taking a fucking break because he's fucking like, whatever. You know, he's probably drunk. <laughs> he's like, for this shit? What the? And then he gets himself out and that's it. T John Tim. Now, I, I wanted to narrow it down. To, I was like, I don't, I could talk about this guy for hours. Uh, and, I'm going to make the joke, and then it, 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 the, the two I, I got it down to. Here's what he looks like. Bob's big boy. Or Jay North really let himself go.
0: Or an adult-sized cabbage patch kid. <laughs> okay,
1: you now no, no, think about how he was dressed. He's wearing a red and white striped...
0: Yeah, to, and you're, for anyone
1: who doesn't know, who Jay North is that's Dennis and Menace from the '60s. And thank you. I, I I knew I wasn't going to have to explain that joke with you. And thank you because I'm
0: embarrassed. I knew who fucking Jay North was. i
1: know, no don't be embarrassed. That's fantastic. I I was depending on uh, one of you to get that. But it took uh, me.
0: It took me about ten seconds. On
1: I heard form. Kelly Snicker. I heard Kelly Snicker. So uh, yeah. we're gonna go with the Jay North. Um, <laughs>
2: He's. He know Jay North was Kelly. Uh, Now that you mentioned it, but no, I, 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 uh, not really. (laughs) So it was a sympathy sticker. Anyway. (laughs) That would have been a great
0: question (laughs) on Brain Buster.
2: (laughs) Okay. But,
1: (laughs) I like, I I, I wrote, I, at one point I wrote down, this is the worst battle royal I've ever seen. And that's really saying something because battle royals tend to not be something that are fun to watch. It, it, historically, especially the old ones, the old ones, you know, when you're a kid and you saw them on the, the WWE Coliseum video, it was very exciting, but really quick, you're like, okay, I get the battle royal thing. But then they all just kind of are the same. It's, it's quite an achievement to be the worst battle royal I've ever seen in my life because that's what it is. At one point, Jose just rolls out. With this look on his face like, fuck this shit, and leaves, <laughs> and fucking leaves. He he, he kind of technically goes over the top rope, but he doesn't take no part of a bump. Oh, and Jose
0: has, has too much pride for of his Of course craft, he's – oh, he's – yeah,
1: Jose is embarrassed to be in this. Well, I don't think it's a payday real quick, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, no, he took a quick little body slam and got the fuck out. Well, you know, whatever. You make an appearance, but he, you could tell by the look at his face that he was like, Jesus Christ. Because this stunk. It was, they, dude, it, and then it became a battle royal. The last thing, a battle royal, where it gets down to the last guys, or where, where guys can take a powder. Oh, I'm taking a, pa- you're taking a powder in a battle royal. When there's two guys left in the battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck is it, it it's 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 the worst battle royal I've ever seen, which in its in its own weird way is an kind of achievement.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And T John we should describe for um, from viewer or listeners who don't know what he looks like. He's basically like a hillbilly Uncle Elmer type character that's very immobile. Um I think he, but, but he's a he
0: can't possibly fight. be a hillbilly. I think he's just like an oversized kid. Yeah, he just why like yeah, he looked like an oversized cabbage patch kid.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but he had like a, a he had like a, a black hair parted down the side, like Bob's Big Boy, and well, I thought it, he had curly hair. It wasn't curly. I don't know. It it was it was it didn't look hillbillyish to me. It, because and the red and white stripes was like I'm mean, like what is this? guy? I you know who I was expecting because I think we mentioned this. I thought that that big bad John guy who pops in and out. Yeah, uh, but not him. Was no. that him? Because like, he's had a bunch of names. I was fully expecting that guy, and I.
0: But this guy, I would have preferred him. This guy was the worst. Yeah, this kid, like his gimmick was like manchild or something. Hmm. <laughs>
2: Do you have any background on him, Kelly? I, I just have that he was, yeah, like a Southern guy in the late 70s, early 80s. I've heard of the
0: name. I mean, yeah. I know he pops up a lot of places. He
2: probably was in a lot of battle royals, and that's about it. Like, he looked, he was big. They could bill him as whatever, 500 pounds or something like that. Um, but, no, I'm sure he couldn't work a match at well, all. Hold on,
1: Pete, Pete, I'm actually having a flashback. Didn't we see this guy in the Houston
0: footage? I don't know. I don't I think, think so. we might have. If we have. did, I put it past my memory.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure you did. But Probably mean, I the
0: guy can't work because he didn't even come <clears> close <throat> to touching Andre. <laughs> no.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. Andre was like, nope. No, I'm not getting near that. No, I'm not getting near that green giant piece of shit.
0: Yeah, he avoided him like he was minute Ball for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, clearly guys, I mean, the show, I mean, I'd give the show a thumbs in the middle, maybe. Uh, what about you, Kelly? Um, I I don't, I mean the Harley
2: carry match was so, so good. Great. I loved the, the ladies match. Even Fritz's match was, you know, I wasn't expecting much more and it, it, it wasn't a bad match. It was fine. Um, and then what did we have? Yeah, a bunch of, of, of nothing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thumbs up, I guess, would be too much. But memorable, for sure. The setting, the whole thing, uh, matches that actually had significance for a change. So But yeah.
0: you, know you know what? If they would have structured the card a little differently, I think I, could, I you could definitely could have leaned going forward if maybe ended it with Carrie and... Uh... Uh, Harley instead of this shitty battle royal, you oh, know?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure what the logic f- was for the, way, for the way they structured it. Battle royals were still, <laughs> still like, a huge draw at the time. Yeah. So this would have yeah, been like, fe- featured, uh, you know, prominently on the posters or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But, um, I mean, it was Fritz's retirement. I, I don't know exactly why they <laughs> structured it the way they did. But the crowd was still... Still around at the very end. I mean, the the, the battle royal had a freak show um, attraction, you know, going for it, and I'm sure the fans are like, "What the fuck?" Just like we were, but still,
1: well, they're just literally there just to see Andre the Giant. Yeah, That's,
0: yeah. yeah. The, to me, the battle royal feels like like an uh, uh, going into intermission match. To tell you the truth, uh, yeah. Not, no. not the last thing on the show. Yeah. On loaded, yeah, You know, on a pretty pretty impressively loaded card.
2: Yeah, strange structure, but, you know, they're still not there, man. They're still a few players away from being a contender. True, um, true.
0: So we'll see. Yeah. Johnny, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Uh,
1: Thumbs up, just because I, I thought the Carrie harley match was one of the most fun things I've seen in forever, and I was pleasantly surprised and amazed by the Gonzalez's. And, uh... <laughs> Uh, but one thing I just want to mention, because I mentioned this before, they drop in these interview spots in the middle of the, these shows, and I, there's just a, a couple I want to mention real quick. Um, Carrie and Al are being interviewed, and talk about everything they do together. Yeah. Like we work out together, you know, we eat together, you know, and then Carrie goes, heck, sometimes we even go to church together," and or Alice says, and yeah, Carrie I'll- literally goes. Al, Al says it, and Carrie literally goes, <laughs> like, "Like, he couldn't keep a straight face uh, with that one. That was hilarious." Uh, and then they're talking about how they're going to try to counter the the evil move of uh, the dragon or Kabuki, and uh, Carrie just says, "He's like, you know, well, you know, we've been working on a counter, but we we just haven't figured one out yet." And it sounded really, dumb. I'm like, "Wait, wait, to show your hand." <laughs> <And> we, <laughs> okay and Bugsy has a promo and, and it's not very good but he he saves it with this line because this is, we're, we're leading into the Bugsy McGraw face turn so just some, there's some there's a little baby face elements to this and then he gets to his his finishing line and he's talking about the people you, know, you people at home you know and those people out there the ones who don't want to let you be you man and uh You know, you you add executive types. Yes. Behind those toothy smiles lies a cesspool of rotting monsters, and I know it. Well, brother, how do you spell relief? You spell it B U G S Y. Goodbye. And I was like, "Fucking bravo! That's a baby face turn if I've ever seen one."
0: Okay, and uh, Kelly, um, what uh, what uh, what did you think was the worst match on the show?
2: Uh, uh, yeah, the battle royal or or the opener, Mantell and Erwin was also a stinker. Uh, that the battle royal was much worse
0: than that. Uh, what, what about you,
2: Johnny? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna
1: say. The Mantell one because the battle royal was so bad, I got a perverse enjoyment from it.
0: Okay, yeah, I can at least live with that excuse. Um, best worker, Kelly. Oh, we're doing like an old
2: Titans wrestling rap. here. Okay. Like real card, yeah, oh, a real right. Card, okay, okay. Not just all a right, best right. worker. Nice. Um, oof. I like Lola Gonzalez a lot. She
1: was, I know you do.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, well, it was Carrie's night, though. Uh, I'll give it to Carrie Von Eric. And he he was really good in that match, for sure. What about
0: you, John?
1: I'm going to go Harley Race. But for the exact same reasons as Kelly and everything, I thought Harley Race was bringing it and was so yeah. entertaining and so athletic. And, it's, and his performance, Harley Race is a performer in there, oh, but a hard-hitting one, but he performs, because that's what you do when you're a touring NWA champion. You have to be a performer, and he does it. And I love watching him do it when he's really good at it. So Yeah, I, I was Harley, uh-huh.
0: too, just because he uh, – would carry over pretty strong here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. And it really cemented him as the future world champion or the uncrowned, played into that uh next mm-hmm. mm-hmm. rope. Um or that saying, uh what else do we have here? Blah blah Uh yeah, okay, we'll send it we end it there. Um Kelly,
1: you, lots... you, you, you didn't want to do worst worker because you know I think we've already talked about. All oh of yeah, that. we haven't had that. Yeah, <laughs>
2: let, let's. Okay. Let, I think it's yeah, pretty easy. It's though.
1: T-John, right? <laughs> T John, right? T- <laughs> the Booker.
2: I, yeah, it has to be T John. Even though I mean, you barely even saw the guy, but I, I don't think anybody else really was that bad. Um. Ooh. Yeah, Johnny. Any uh, any other? Uh,
1: just fucking Kenman. Hey, you know what? Ken Mantell. Fuck him.
2: Look out! Look out! The king man.
0: <laughs> Default. Default. Yeah, default. Just a, the new oh, Jay Youngblood of Worldcast. <laughs> uh, uh
1: Jay Youngblood.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, uh, uh, John Strongwell. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, they
1: all look alike. I know. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well on that note what uh what do you, you got a plug there kelly uh
2: no no um just uh have a merry christmas everybody
0: yeah definitely and and, and uh and happy hanukkah what about uh you johnny anything you got a plug
1: Nah, just merry christmas everyone happy holidays you know and uh we'll see you next time and uh but uh
0: and follow me on uh, This Week in Wrestling, in uh, and uh, have a happy, happy holidays, happy new year, and uh, man, 2018, hopefully it'll bring some exciting wrestling, but keep on watching and listening to World Class and World Cast. See you later.